needs hope Some kind of peace of mind That they can call their own And everybody needs love Just a little trust Cause sometimes eating, sleeping, breathing Just ain't enough As long as the truth is on the table As long as there's kindness down the line Like the little babies in the cradle Welcome back to One Day Closer with Mark and Dave. And yes, today, Dave is back. Dave is in the house. If you remember, uh, we had a guest in named Charlie, and Charlie and I were talking about end times prophecy, a very interesting topic for a lot of people because of the times we're living in right now. There's so much evil being exposed that a lot of people are thinking, Gosh, is this the end times? There's so much going on. And, and if you look at the Bible, there's a lot of things kind of lining up here. So what are those views? What are those opinions? And so Charlie and I talked about those. And then Dave gave me a call. And he says, what are you talking about? I did. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anything. And, you know, we were just kind of bouncing things around, throwing out different ideas and different theories that are out there. But uh, Dave has his theories, too, so he's going to share with us um, some ideas about that. So, first and foremost, I think you guys did a great job, right? Thanks. Uh, Capturing all the highlights of in-time considerations, Mm -hmm. because there's a boatload of them, right? Hey, Charlie, by the way, thank you for stepping up and filling in for me. I appreciate that. Yeah, I caught that bugaboo, that RSV thing. Took me for 12 rounds of like an MMA fight. And that was the first round for me. It felt like 12. (laughs) It was just round one. But that's a nasty mumbo jumbo. That's all I got to say about that. Hey, tell them what the big cure was for you. Hey, humidifier. Ding, 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 ding. You know, at my age, you'd think you'd know about a humidifier. Mm. You know, that you should like have one around. Yeah. Or have a house that has one on it. But, yeah, that was a big thing. We found out that we were breathing in dry air mm-hmm. and that we weren't going to get any better uh, if we didn't change that situation. And so we dropped our temperature down to like 68 and put the humidifier on, which made it feel like a sauna, mm-hmm. made it feel like 73 or something. And all of a sudden we cleared up. That's um, our PSA for this week. Yeah, there If you, you go. got the ESV and you're not getting any better. Get a humidifier. Get a humidifier and... Get one of those good ones, you know, spend a hundred bucks on it. Don't yeah. get one of those misty ones that get the carpet all wet and, and then put it right by the return I did. on your house, yes, right? Because I, then you'll fill the whole house with humidity. That's exactly right. And so that was a, that was a big help. That yep. was a big, big help. So like I said, great summary on the end times position from the preterist. Is that right? Preterist, yeah. Preterist. Yeah. Preterist, which I didn't heard of those cats before but uh, <laughs> apparently that's where most of the revelations have already come and gone yeah right so we're yeah. already in the middle of a, a storm now and i don't have an opinion okay 
uh, one way or the other. But I volunteered. I have a pass for the for the pre-trib guys. Uh, I'll explain that in a minute. Okay. But you've got the uh, preterist, and then you had pre-trib, the mid, and the post-tribulation perspectives. Right. And you guys did a great job of kind of hammering through when does that start? Is it three and a half years in for the mid? You got to be around seven years after the Antichrist to figure out what's what's coming in at the, at the back end. And I'm going, I'm out of here, dude. I, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> You're on the first I, bus. I'm on the first bus. I don't care if it's short. <laughs> I'm on the first bus. I, I just don't care because I'm old. <laughs> so I can I can literally say that I'm closer to being on the first bus than I was 30 years ago. But even 30 years ago, I had enough sense to go, I'm going to vote for the pre, I'm a pre-tribber. A pre-trib, yeah. Right. Yep. I'd like to decide and then just kind of get through my life. And the rest of you guys can fight it out with the dark man. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't really want to be around for that. But here's my first observation. From my perspective, you know, you guys were talking about the Antichrist, right? From my perspective, who cares who the Antichrist is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who cares? I don't care if it's Biden. I don't care if it's Obama. I don't care if it's Reagan. I don't care if it's Nixon. I don't care if it's uh, Osama. I don't care. Yeah, and we we weren't really saying who it was. We we just kind of threw out a bunch of names because some people think that those particular people might be the Antichrist, and most of it's probably really silly, and who knows? Well, that goes to my next point. And so we were just joking around. We weren't really, yeah. yeah. I wasn't accusing you guys of calling one guy out. I was simply saying, you guys talked for an hour about, you know, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) And the point is, does knowing who the Antichrist is or when that person appears, does it change what we, the faithful, are expected to do right now? That's a good point. You're right. It doesn't change squat. Yeah. I mean, I don't care who it is. And I don't care when he shows up. My job, our job, the faithful, the believers in Christ, um, already have a job to do. More, a bigger job than we any of us want, right? Because it's more than just trying to live our life and be a good little Christian person and be nice to our neighbors and helpful during Christmas. It's a bigger job than that. It's being a watchman. It's being a guy that calls, you know, foul. It's being the guy that calls warning, danger, Will Robinson, danger, danger, uh, that speaks truth to darkness. That's yeah. a big job. Yeah. And there's a lot of darkness in the world that you can speak truth Holy to cow. before any Antichrist shows up. You got that right. So whether you're a pre, mid, or a post-tribulation person, here's a question for you, Mark. What's expected of each position? So if you're a pre what's your role? If you're a mid, what's the role? And if you're a, a I'm going to hang out to the end, what's the role? It's to follow God all the time. Nothing different? Nothing different. Well, I, I, I beg to disagree <laughs> with you. Okay. Uh, if you're a pre-trib guy, right, you get to miss some really, really tough times. You get a hall pass. Yeah, you get a hall pass, you know, right. You're out. But more importantly, you're saved from having to make some really, really, really tough stances, right? Because the, right. the people that are mid-trib mm-hmm. got to pay three and a half years of get in there, tagger. You know, do you want to be uh, crucified upside down, sideways, or how would you like that? Uh, I mean, those 
Do you want it on the hand or the forehand? Yeah, you want it on the... Yeah, where do you want your brand? So there's some tough stands that you'll have to make because you are still here. And so for those that want to hang out that long or that just find themselves hanging out that long, that's kind of what what we've been talking about this whole time. And that is, what's the point of following Christ? Learn more Bible lessons, get a great church, find some gal at the Sunday school class that you like. Or is it to prepare you for these really, really, really rough days ahead where you're going to have to make a serious call? Mm-hmm. You going in the firebox? Jesus is going to dance inside there with you, and your, you and your friends? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to burn like a crispy fryer? Which one? doesn't matter, right? The minute you decide to walk in there or, or, or hold the line for God, that's the only decision you have to make. But it's a tough one. It's oh, definitely yeah. a tough one. So if you're a mid or a post guy, obviously you're going to have to. You're going to be forced to make those decisions. Like I said, so do I stand with Christ when I'm confronted, or do I kind of? Eh, I don't know. I, I really don't have an opinion about vaccines. I really don't have an opinion about sin. I think anybody can do whatever they want. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we know where you are. Cold mm-hmm. as can be. Here's one. What would be your testimony when you're challenged? Tell me why I should believe in God, Mark. Why? Why do you think you're right? We got to be able to say more than well. John three sixteen says, yeah. "Jesus loves you." This I know, for somebody's Bible told me so, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've got to be able to make a stand. So, listen. The other thing you guys were talking about is like what happens in the, you know, when things start going south. Yeah, what are the signs? Yeah, and you talk about should we prep? Should we not prep? And and I told you once before that that I was a prepper mm-hmm. once, and my whole mission behind being a prepper. Um, after buying 5,000 rounds of ammunition and, and all the guns that I needed. Uh, but when it came time to fill up the refrigerator and the freezer and stuff, was I wanted to prep enough to where I didn't have to go near anybody until it was all over. Right. Not the end times, but yeah. just until the chaos was over so that my car wouldn't get jacked and my wife wouldn't get beaten up mm-hmm. over, a, over a loaf of bread. But if you really want to avoid that chaos, I was going to suggest, you know, uh, you know, when you go to Walmart, when you know what starts to fly, the ducks start to fly, and, right? Uh, then, then go ahead and stock up. Pick a degree. How prepped yeah. do you want to be? I oh, want to have canned food for three months. I want to have guns mm-hmm. for a, a good hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, however, until I'm out of ammo. Find out what you're comfortable with and get her done. Right. Quit talking about it and quit whining about going, I should do this. Figure it out in advance. And that'll give you a lot of peace about how you're going to handle it. And you'll also know how you're going to execute did you hear about the uh, the grid going down in North Carolina? Tell me about the grid going down. Several substations were shot up by terrorists or some group. They don't know who it is still. It's now, only you know been a week. For a fact, yes, on I know Fox it for a fact. C- I know it for a fact because, because we have friends who moved there, and they called us and told us that they don't have power. The grid's gone down. There's four hundred thousand people without power. They said it's going to be a week. A week. A week. So it really did happen. But our was friends... Just when I was sick or just recent? Last week. Okay. Our friends had some preparations, and so they got through it okay. It was getting kind of chilly, and there was a lot of blankets, but they didn't have to leave the house. A little bit of prep that they had was enough to get them through, and, you know, sometimes that's all you need. So let's continue this on the other side. people 
Welcome back to One Day Closer with Mark and Dave. Dave is here, and uh, he is talking about his point of view on some of these end times topics that uh, Charlie and I covered a couple weeks ago. Now that he's back from uh, the sick farm, <laughs> and I'm back from the sick farm too, yeah. we're going to cover a little bit of that. Yes, and we were just talking about being prepped. Yes. Prepper, you know, define your prepperness. And you were telling the story about your friends in North Carolina. Yeah, and the point is just go do it. Just go do it. Because there's pro- there's probably, there's a good chance that there's going to be a storm, there's going to be a fire, there's going to be something contaminate your water, there's going to be, who knows, it could be a thousand different things that might happen, but if you have a little bit of prep anyway, it's going to go a long way to getting you through it. Well, then you won't be standing in line with all the other crazy people. And that's another good to reason gas. to do it. My wife and I always fill the gas. When it gets half, we fill it up. Half filled up. That way, you know, we're not down on like a quarter. Right. When all of a sudden everybody decides, hey, gas prices are $8. I should go get some around 10 o'clock at night with mm-hmm. all the crazy people. Wonder why the wonder why there's a big mob out front of the gas station. Do you remember the gas lines in the right 70s? I past that bad boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the 70s yeah, gas we lines? Were there for that. Oh, yeah. But you know what? That was... That was a much different environment. Nobody was going to beat you up for your gas can. Right. Here, they don't care about your gas can. Mm-hmm. Give me your car. Yeah. Nobody taking no them to jail. So let's go back to that. Uh, what are you going to do when they come for you? It's, it's like a cop thing. <laughs> what are you going to do when they come for you? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. You know, many caved during the whole COVID thing, right? When they were confronted with the vaccine mandate, they just caved. Who caved? People. Okay, yes. Weak people yes uh spineless people mm-hmm. scared people the people that didn't want to lose their job how about that they couldn't afford to make a stand because they they might lose their job get fired get canceled so they caved right you know okay whatever i'll take the vaccine hey mm-hmm. listen i'll be honest with you i just can be completely upfront with everybody when that whole thing started coming out right mm-hmm. uh, and they said oh vaccine passports Remember that? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh you're going to have to have a passport. And we all went, what the? Are you nuts? I'm not getting a passport, you jack wagon. What does that mean? <laughs> right? But it, basically what it meant to my wife and I was we were going to go to our grandson's third birthday in a different state because it, you had to fly there. You won't be going there if you don't have a passport. Should the government then mandate and the airport carriers decide, oh, with that little sheet of paper, you're not getting on here. Which they did. Right? So we went and got the shot, the one shot that they never talk about, Johnny's shot, right? We got the Johnson Johnson. Which JJ. Is, yeah, it probably was. I have no idea what it was. Could have been a vitamin C shot for all I know. But it was enough for us to get our little piece of paper, which no one ever asked for. But I can tell you this, after mm. that, if somebody said, oh, that doesn't count. You got to have the three of the Pfizer's and six boosters. Mm-hmm. I would have said, uh, I'll see you when you turn 16. not coming to the third birthday or the fourth uh, because I wasn't going to play the game. I played once, and I decided this is stupid. But there were a lot of people that lost their jobs over it. I was not one of them. But it it does ask the question, what's going to be my response or my testimony when I'm challenged? You know, when the mark of the beast comes, when the mark of the beast is presented to you, and like you said a minute ago, you want it on the forehand, you want it on your forehead, or you want it on your hand, are you ready to say, uh, no, hell no. Yeah. Uh, and, and survive without the mark. You know, without the mark, you won't be able to buy squat. So you might have to become like one of these uh, crowd mobsters that, you know, <laughs> you have to join all the other people without a mark 
and just go shopping, you know, without your money. Just don't you know, wear just, your suit doing just, it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the rest of the people with the suits. Uh, you know, maybe we're all learning something. How to how to rob without going to prison? You know, do it do it with a mob of people. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not getting the I'm not getting the tattoo. Uh, I don't care what it is. I have a card, credit card. Yeah. Uh, some people back in the day said, "Oh, that's that's the mark of a beast." No, it's not. It's a credit card. It's like a debit card. It's mm-hmm. like all the social security number. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I didn't have to give up anything to get it. Or bow to somebody. <laughs> or bow to somebody to get it, right? <laughs> Which leads me to another question, right? This is what I meant when I said a long time ago, or several shows ago, that we have a big job to do post-salvation. Because regardless of where we stand, whether we're pre, mid, post, proprietary, predatory, whatever that other one is, <laughs> whatever we are to do, pre, pre all this stuff, what are we to do? What do we have to do? Regardless of the of the role, I asked you a minute ago, what's the role? And mm-hmm. you said, well, I don't know. Believe in Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah. Follow, follow God, yeah. But it gets harder the longer you the longer you wait. If mm. you know, if you if you say, No, I'll take the second bus. <laughs> it's like who in the world would want to stick around for three and a half years of hell and heartache? Not me. <laughs> if you literally lived on the coast, okay, here we we're talking about prepping. If you lived on the coast, I have a condo on the coast, and you heard that a hurricanes were coming. You doggone right, I'd be preparing. I'd nail it, board it up. Yep. I'd get the food if I was going to hang out there. Yep, that's what or, Charlie and I said, yep. You know, uh, you'd get all that. So I agreed with everything you said. If you have kids or grandkids, you should be teaching them the difference between right and wrong right now. Yeah. Uh, good and evil. Right right now, don't wait till, till it comes. There's plenty of it around. Mm-hmm. Point two, attributes of character in how to deal with evil men, how to stand up against bullies. You better be teaching that to your three-year-old. Your four-year-old, grandkid. Otherwise, he's going to come home all beat up and bloodied one of these days. Just tell him, listen, here's your communication options. You can opt to say, I don't appreciate that. Would you please back away? You can say, teacher, Billy is over here beating me up. You stole my lunch money. I mean, you can communicate. Teach him to communicate and report, expose things instead of wimp over and roll over and die. We're going to have to become parents. Listen to me. We are all, as Christians, even, yeah, as Christians, parents, even if you're a non-believing parent, you're going to have to learn how to be a multitasker. You can't just pick one. You can't just say, well, I just care about my kids. Really? But food's okay? You're okay not having food? Or are you willing to go get your food? Yeah. You want to walk to work? Want to walk to the pre-care? Or do you want to keep some gas in the car? Yeah, we need to expand our skill level. A lot of you just might, the school system is just tearing your kids apart and you got to pull them out. And all of a sudden you got a new whole big job to do, which is to teach your kids. And that's a big job. And it can be done. A lot of people do it. But we do suggest that if you go that route, there's a lot of support for those kind of people and they support each other. So get connected with a a pod group or some kind of other homeschool group and it'll do you wonders. Yeah. It'll do your wonders. You know, the Pioneers, we had a show a couple weeks ago just talking about the Pioneers. Uh, But they weren't just travelers. Hey, let's go west. They forged rivers. Their livestock died crossing the rivers. They were Family members (laughs) fell out of the wagon and drowned, got run over. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rattlesnakes bit them in the butt while they were going going (laughs) to the john under a tree. And they buried them right there. Kept going on the Oregon Trail, right? Yeah. Uh, this was no vacation. It wasn't road trip. Uh, it wasn't a sightseeing, you know, event. Uh, let's go see the Wild West. 
right? It was full of beauty and wonder, absolutely. Things that they had never seen before, animals they had never seen before, but they also got exposed to evil men with no, no moral compass, no law enforcement. There weren't cops laying around, sheriffs on every post fence or whatever. It was they, 500 miles to the next they, fort. It, yeah, that's a long way before you see a fort. And to find a guy there with a badge that had any courage, forget about it. Uh, so you were, on, you were pretty much on your own. Justice, when raided by bandits, wanting all of your provisions, yeah. your wife or your daughter. That's it, why they call you, it the Wild West. You're the man. Yeah. All of a sudden, wild. you're the one that's got to stand up and go, uh-uh-uh-uh, nope, nope. I am justice. I'm the man of this household. Mm -hmm. I'm following God, and I'm going to shoot first. That's how we're going to decide this. Preemptive. We're, it's preemptive <laughs> strike, right? Uh, justice was administered back then swiftly. Yes. It, you know, if you were on a wagon trail and part of the wagon train, and you started stealing from other people and somebody ratted you out, you were dealt with immediately. They took your, they took your hubcaps off. They took your, they took your wagon apart. Oh, <laughs> they, they did, your really? wheels off oh. and left, you're out. You're no longer part of the train. And if you actually are able to put your little go-kart back together and you follow us, we'll kill you. Wow. That's the way it went. That Actually, I learned that in uh, the movie 1883. Great series, by the way, awesome. which is the pre-story. Uh, to the Yellowstone. To the Yellowstone thing. I was telling you about that. Yeah. They didn't dink around. Whoever was in charge of leading the wagon train normally it was a sheriff or a, a posse guy you know it, mm -hmm. it was deputized oh. and his job was you know the tour guide okay he's the one that knew the rivers knew the path knew the and he was the law oh. right they didn't mess around so it wasn't just follow the leader he was the law too he was the man oh wow okay. uh, so if he told you we're not doing it that way and you're bringing too much stuff, and I need you to throw all your furniture out because you're never going to make it. Why in the yeah. hell do you have a pot belly stove on your wagon? Why dump do you that have thing. A piano. <laughs> a piano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, justice was administered. Bandits were shot on sight. I already said that. So what are we supposed to do? Then pre, post, mid, pick one. The Bible says that we're supposed to dwell on the land, one, and cultivate faithfulness. Let's just put a period right there. It goes on, but we're supposed to dwell on the land and cultivate faithfulness. So when I was uh, doing this prepping thing the first time around, we thought we'd go to some, like you and uh, Charlie were talking about going to a cabin. I'm going to go to a cabin, and I'm just gonna, it's going to be my little place, and I won't have to oh. mess with none of this stuff. Yeah. And that was our dream, too. Yeah. And the more I prepared for that, uh, literally, I looked at land up in uh, the mountains. The more I prepared for that, more I realized, actually... I'm taking my I'm taking myself out of commission. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying to God, uh, not me. It's all about me, not me, not me. I'm taking me and mine, and I'm going up there, and I'm just checking out. When God may have been saying, "Wait a minute, I want you to dwell on the land, cultivate faithfulness, encourage people, show them a way, give them hope, uh, help them along the way." Mm. You have a role, Dave. Good call. You yeah. got a role, Dave. Good and I point. had to deal with that. And it was like, okay, honey, here's the deal. We'll have enough, you know, so that if we have to leave for a little bit, we'll leave him for a little bit. But we ain't leaving for a lot of bit. Mm -hmm. Right? We, we have to stay here. And We're not going to bushwhack in the mountains we have to with nothing forever. We have a job to do. Yeah, got to come back. Yeah, we got to come back. Um, in just a few minutes. Oh, we okay. We will come right we'll back. We'll come right back. Never take it for granted. Understand it. Here's to whatever puts a smile. 
your head.